1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
2: If you feel like they're making something a competition, girl, like leave. Like, that is not your friend.
1: host Alanized and this is Noche de Pendejadas, your favorite talk show turned podcast and yo traigo a tus influencers favoritos para platicar y posiblemente sacarle sus trapitos al sol. Please help me welcome tonight's guest, Emily Hernandez. Hello. hello. Como estas, amiga? How I'm are good. you? How are you? Good. First okay. of all, how was the drive? I know you drove. I was the watching drive? your live this morning, and you're oh, like, you "Bitch, were? I'm gonna hit traffic." How was it? <laughs> it
2: was. It was like an hour and like ten minutes. It wasn't that bad. Okay, Usually, okay. it goes up. Like, it's gonna be bad going back,
1: though. Oh yeah, 100. I already know. I was watching your live earlier because she was getting ready on live. Yo, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna get ready with her. I, <laughs> I literally was really? getting ready with you. <laughs> and when you were talking about traffic, I'm like, yeah, girl, you're gonna Dude. you're gonna be stuck in traffic. Aunque qué por una hora y media, pero saben que. Lo bueno que te tenemos mm-hmm. aquí. I've been trying to get you on the show For a while I now know. And it's finally happening I think we had talked about it What like Maybe like a year and a half ago mm-hmm. <gasps> Y no se hizo you guys Hasta este momento Y eso es todo lo que importa Dude,
2: You know why though tell It's because me, I've me. always been very Like dependent On mm-hmm. like my friends and stuff So I've always just You know Done stuff with them But I'm like Bitch I gotta step out of my comfort so, like, I You I gotta do shit alone I, sometimes Yeah exactly yeah. No, And I feel like
1: that's also Like a good thing Because I feel like Now that we have you here alone We're gonna be able to know more about you you as yeah. a person, we're gonna be able to know more of Emily. So, I'm gonna go ahead and send over the mic to you so you can let us know a little bit more of who you are and what you do.
2: Okay, so hi, I'm Emily. Um, basically, now I'm doing TikTok and I also do a little bit of Instagram. I don't know, I actually moved out back to Miami. I think it's been, like, four months. Okay. And I was with my family, and I haven't said this out loud, actually, but I was, the two months that I was there, I got so depressed, like, I would literally, I would just sleep all day, Yeah, you know, and then I'll go out on the weekends, which, by the way, the party life in Miami is insane, like, I've heard. they're up until, like, 7 a.m., and after staying there for, because it was the first time I've experienced Miami, like, being 21 and like up. Like,
1: grown, yeah.
2: Yeah, so... I just realized it wasn't for me. Like You're I like, kind of fuck that. I'm going back
1: home. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, uh, I I grew Miami. I, I grew the city. Obviously, my family's still there, so like I kind of miss them sometimes. But I was like, bitch, I gotta go back to LA. Like all my friends are here. I also have like my friends are a good support system too. How long have you been back in LA for? I think it's been like four months now. Okay, okay. Yeah, how's yeah. that been? It's been good. You know, I've been focusing more on myself now because. Okay, yeah. I used to really, really party, especially when I was young and I was like 19 and I came out here, but it's good that I'm working on myself, but it's also like a little lonely process,
1: you know? Pero lo bueno que estás trabajando on yourself. So yo quiero empezar con the chisme. So yo quiero que me digas un poquito más, how was Emily growing up? How was your childhood? Cuéntanos todo.
2: Ooh, my childhood. Okay. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't, re- I remember some things from my childhood, but I don't remember a lot. A lot. And I feel like a lot of that is trauma and part of me wants to remember but also part of me does not it's like trauma block yeah yeah Yeah, like my brain just blocked it out but from what i do remember is so basically my parents divorced when i was uh, like very young i think i was like five and i had the split weeks where it'd be like two weeks my mom would have me and the weekends of one of those two weeks my dad would have me and obviously i would spend time with my dad and stuff but he he was just the type of dad that would you know i was a little kid so i'd be excited to hang out with him and stuff and then he'll just like flake on me like last minute and stuff. So I've always had like that problem with my dad. And on top of that, just alcohol and all of that. And I don't know, I've always been very very close to my mom yeah. growing up. She was kind of like a single mother taking care of me. My dad did come in here and there, but basically like I've always been very quiet, very very quiet, and I was that kid in the daycares that would cry whenever oh. their mom would drop them off and even at the daycare, the reason why I would cry was because I was always the last kid in the daycare too. Like my mom was working. My grandma was also working because it was like right next to my grandma's. So I it was just me. Like, it was, like the lonely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um I know I know my mom was trying her best to support me like, by working and stuff, but it's just I guess as a child, like I didn't understand that. So obviously it took a toll on me. But yeah, I mean, my childhood was, from what I remember, I have some, obviously I was a kid, like, I have some very, very good memories, like, I my mom put me in the summer camp, too, that was really, really fun, and I feel like I made friends off of that, but... Overall, it's just, from what I remember, it's my mom. She was very, like, always there to support me. Always, you know, she always made me pasta.
1: You grow up without having your parents both together. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that affected you in any way? 100%. I think it affects me now, too. Even when it comes to, like,
2: my relationship with men, too. It definitely daddy issues like yeah. it definitely does affect my relationships, but that's why I'm working on myself, and that's why I'm you, you know, want to break that better cycle my, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So
1: obviously, you were in school, where you like pelionera were you always getting in trouble, were you the quiet girl. Did you I ever was, fight in school?
2: No. Someone actually tried fighting me in high school, but we could get back to that after. But in like elementary and middle school, I was always very very quiet. Okay. I was always scared to speak up. Like you know when the teacher would like pick on you and be like, oh like read this, bro. You're yeah, it was really really bad. I was a very quiet child. I grew up very, very insecure. I'm not gonna lie, throughout my whole like childhood too. Very, I I think a lot of it did take with my family and also just I don't know. I still to this day I question like why? Because I'm telling you, I knew my first language is Spanish. Okay. Right. So I mean, we called it ESL in high school. I mean, in like middle school and elementary, but I believe it's ESL classes. uh Yes, some people would actually say it. And I refused to learn English up until i was like six. Oh, shit. yeah like my mom my mom literally thought i had she was concerned for me because she thought I, she literally thought i had problems because i refused to learn english but obviously over time yeah, like i learned to, it yeah, yeah. and I, don't know, I was just a very i i would say kind of not weird but maybe a little just very quiet like i had friends but not a lot there i'm telling you very very quiet and insecure like i was always scared of being perceived wrong
1: do you feel like now as an adult do you feel like that's transcended into your adult life or do you feel like you've overcome that
2: I feel like I've overcame it in, like, a couple ways. Like, now I'm way more open to things. yeah. Yeah, way more social. Thank God, because I was, I'm telling you, it was really, really bad. Um, It started getting a lot better, I feel like, this past year recently, especially after I've moved and, like, I've taken the steps to do things on my own. It's gotten a lot better. But definitely when I first came out to L.A., um, I was so shy. I was so quiet, especially when I was first, like...
1: meeting people. Meeting
2: people and, like, people would recognize me. I feel so bad because I feel like people have... The real, like, the wrong impression of me when I first started because I was very, again, quiet and closed off, and I also wasn't processing like people recognizing yeah. me either you know
1: you're moving to high school How was that you made more friends you mentioned is that someone tried to find fight, fight you Cuéntanos. Like, okay
2: let me just so i basically moved from us i grew up in hialeah and that's like okay. cuban central like that's where all the cubans basically live and stuff and then my mom moved to another place miami lakes and then after that when she had my two little sisters oh i also have two sisters okay you know, like, yeah um she decided to move to like a more suburban area and i went from a middle school and high school of a thousand kids oh, to a high school where like the suburbs were, it's called Ferguson and it was 4,000 people and it was just high school like, oh shit yeah, that's a lot That it was a lot of kids so it was a like, huge change for me and I remember Again, I was I was crying because I felt like I finally made friends like in middle school and high school, like that I was going to at the time. So yeah, it, it was just a big change. But getting into it, you know, I started making friends. Obviously in the new high school it was completely different. Um a lot of more people than what I was used to. But <laughs> basically I started talking to this guy during the summer, it was freshman year going on to sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And Whatever. Um, I lost my virginity to him. Okay. Um, And I just want to make this clear. Like, I had no idea he had an ex or anything. Like, I didn't know anything about that, but he ghosted me. That hurt so much. But basically... One day, I'm at a McDonald's parking lot, and I was with my friend at the time, and basically, I just hear this girl, like, bitching at me, and she's basically, like, calling out me and my mom. She's like, fuck you and your mama. And I remember looking back, and she was, like, obviously, like, she was taller than me. She was bigger, and she was with a group of guys, too, and the guys were recording, and she was just trying to fight me, because it turns out that she was the ex. Ex. uh Yeah, but she would also, after I found out that she would also try fighting, like, any other girl that has any, like thing with with him yeah
1: yeah Yeah. yeah. okay those like those toxic eggs like get over it girl
2: she was like toxic, she was very very oh she was so scary i remember i obviously i've never been the type to fight i didn't actually get in the i'm not gonna lie i walked the other way i walked like i just walked straight home and someone egged my car like two days after i'm not sure if it was her but probably it was my mom's car actually but maybe i don't know i I hope not but yeah that's like the closest thing i've ever gotten to a physical like altercation like
1: that it's crazy especially when you have someone trying to confront you over something that you're like wait yeah. nada que ver. Like you yeah. didn't have nothing to do it with it. It was
2: over like nothing, you know? Over... Did you confront the guy afterwards? I don't remember that actually. I don't remember if I confronted him. I know we weren't, we weren't speaking
1: anymore. Like, okay, we weren't so it was already about...
2: like. It was done. Like it was a little summer thing. He basically ghosted me after, and then boom, like his ex just.
1: Like, go go out. worry about the one that he's with now. Yeah, I, no, like... I'm <laughs> in the past. Literally, that's crazy how girls really are like that sometimes you know yeah. like, se les mete lo tóxico y pues ya uno no sabe qué hacer con ellas, verdad? So you go through high school, you graduate, and there has a time where you have to get a job. Did you ever have like a job before starting social media and Yeah.
2: So while I was in college, okay. I was in college for like a year and a half. I actually worked at a restaurant. It was, like, a sports ball restaurant, bar restaurant. Mm-hmm. It was Hurricane Girl and Wings. And I started off as a hostess. And then I started doing a little bit of waitressing. But I'm not going to lie. Me not being, like, super social, it was kind of hard. I mean, I was really good at hosting. Because okay. all I really had to you do like was to sit, down. sit yeah, people down yeah. and, like, answer the phone calls. And you can put everything in. But then once it got to, like, me becoming a waitress, I remember I could not keep a conversation for my for my life. Like... I was really, really trying, but at the time, I really, like, just... And I feel like some
1: people, like, want to have a full-blown restaurant. comfort. It's like, no, just fucking tell me what you want. Ah, Keep it moving. Which I
2: understand, though, because I guess the whole part of the restaurant, like, it's, like, an experience, too. You know, like, obviously, you want, like, your waiter or waitress to be very, like, more welcoming and friendly, which I I was always super, super sweet, but I, I, I know people, like, wanted more out of me i just i was not the best wasters and i would i would mess up a lot too
1: so you didn't finish college you said you only
2: went for a year yeah i went for like a year and a half and then the wigs started blowing up and then i was like you know what i'm gonna just try this more because i really wasn't happy in college i was um studying psychology Mm. and obviously it's a very interesting subject for me but i just feel like i was like where can i take this you know like where am i really gonna take my psychology degree
0: today's episode is brought to you by angie
1: and then you had something else popping off that you're like girl like what do i want right yeah. now follow my dream or go to school so obviamente you dropped school and you mentioned that when you drop out of college you know the wiggy started popping mm-hmm. off how did that whole started i remember in 2020 mm. i was seeing all these tiktoks of you guys blowing up so how did it start from the idea to the creating and to like your guys's reaction when you guys blew up Okay, so
2: while I was working in the restaurant, I actually already started TikTok. Okay. So I was, I kind of gained a following on TikTok. I think I actually hit a million before the Wiggies.
1: Yeah. On your personal.
2: Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so um, I kind of had an idea of how that worked and I remember it was all three of us, um, we were going to hang out and Julie, during that time, I don't know if you remember this trend, but there was a trend on TikTok where people would just put on like random party city wigs yeah. and they'll go to the restaurant and they'll just take pictures in the wigs.
1: Okay, Or yeah, even trend? when they would do it like for the bachelorettes, like everybody yeah, would go dress up. It was like super yeah, random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and,
2: like you just bring wigs and Julie had the idea of like, oh, like let's wear wigs and go to like eat and you know, just have fun. And we it's a party city. We all picked out our wigs. And then when it came to it, I was like, let's record videos for fun. Like let's yeah. make an account. I remember we all sat in the car and we we're like, what would be a good name? And then we like came up with the name, Brandy. the bad wiggies. And then, um, yeah, we just recorded our first... I think we did three videos, and it was all for fun, too, which is crazy. I still kind of... Ha- yeah, it, it was for fun. But, like, you already
1: had a goal. Like, you knew, like, like there was something... I knew it was something different. You it know? was, like, I was an like, idea that
2: you knew could blow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. like, this could really be something. And... After the first three videos, I believe, like they instantly like started blowing up, and I was like, whoa! And then we kept on doing it and like kept on recording, and then from there it just became like this whole trend. How did
1: you guys meet? Were you guys like childhood friends, high school friends, or just like you know college? So
2: I believe Julie was friends with Cile when they were in elementary school, and then I became friends with Cile around like high school time Mm -hmm. when I moved out. So um, yeah, that's, that's how we all met, and then on we just came together after and from
1: there the whole accounts happened and And from there it's history right so obviously, you guys blow up and you guys almost get like this instant fame how was that for you guys how was that you know i we saw you guys doing so many collabs with like celebrity how was that instant rise to fame for you guys i was i I couldn't process it i
2: i i promise you like i didn't understand what was going on i still felt like a normal like person so whenever people would like freak out like let's say we go to like a restaurant or like a drive through or like anywhere and people would be like oh my god it gets so wiggies i i didn't understand it and no. i was so shy and closed off but i was still like after for example i would collab with for i think our biggest collab was sweetie, uh-huh, sweetie. yeah i remember after that i was like whoa like we just met like, sweetie we made it. yeah yeah and I was so shy of meeting Sweetie too. Like, I couldn't hold a conversation with her either. But looking back at it now, I'm like, whoa, well, like, we really. Hold on, let me, yeah. Let me put my phone on. It was really crazy. I think we started blowing up when I was 19
1: yeah okay so you guys are see- still like pretty young yeah i mean you are still pretty young You what, what are you tw- i'm 22 22 okay so yeah. you're still pretty young so you blow up you start having all these collabs was there anyone maybe like friends or family that ever doubted what you guys were doing like what are these girls Ooh. doing and if so what were the combos you guys were having like behind the scenes so i remember when i wanted to drop out of college originally i feel like i
2: mostly went to college also for my mom too to make her happy but again, deep down, I didn't feel right for me. And when I remember when I wanted to drop out, it was while we were blowing up, and I was trying to like build the la, la, la bolas. Yeah, yeah. But I like to be able to drop out, I mean, tell her that I dropped out because I did it first, and then. Oh, okay, I told her. okay. yeah. And when I did, um, I thought she was gonna handle it like badly, but she was like, you know what? Like I, I saw it coming because she knew I've always wanted to move to L.A. Like yeah. when I was like 15, like she knew it. So. And she knew about the bad wiggies already she, by then? She knew we were... Yeah, because by that time, I think we were flying in and out of LA. Oh, that okay. Time. So she
1: was like, ya lo miro. Yeah, ya yeah, me lo she, like, she know if she knew here. she
2: knew. But I know, like... I know it kind of hurt her, too.
1: I think I think she... I think she did cry. I think was she, she, like, against it a little bit? Where she was like, mija, ¿estás segura que quieres yeah. hacer
2: esto? She just didn't understand it. Yeah. So she... You know, she was like, this could... You know, she she really didn't get it. I'd be like, mom, this is an opportunity. Like something could really be made out of this. But she never, obviously like they're older too. They're not, like my yeah. mom isn't really on social media like that. So she just, she didn't understand the potential that could yeah. come from, you know.
1: And I also feel like, our parents are so used to like making a living by working, like physical work. You know, mm-hmm. not saying that we don't do work, but it's a different type of work. So when you come at her like, hey, I can make money, make a living doing mm-hmm. videos, it's kind of very much like, mija, ¿qué estás diciendo? Yeah. Like, ¿Estás loca? Mm-hmm. I'm like, si no, yo también los hubiera hecho. Ah, yeah. She's all doing videos too. <laughs> so obviously you go viral. You know, You have this following. What was your aha moment that you're like, you know what? This is actually generating money to where I can make a full living off of this my aha moment, like
2: I think it was the first, no, because when we first started taking brand deals as the bad wiggies, or it was more so like the sound promos, okay. I, we were getting scammed, but we had no idea. It wasn't until we started talking about how much we were making to other influencers where they were like, girl, you guys are getting scammed. We were just like lowballing ourselves really, really bad. And then after we started telling other people, they were like, girl, like they're taking advantage of you. But then once we started connecting to other like
1: influencers,
2: influencers, managers and stuff, and we really started seeing like the money rolling in, we were like, like whoa like this this is more than yeah. I than I've made like working in a restaurant a whole year in like a couple months. So I was like we should really Wait, I remember, take it serious. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember because Julie was also working I think she was working two jobs no She was working, she was working at the time too. And I remember being like, Julie, let's go to LA. Like, let's take the risk, you know, to collab and meet people. And she did it. And now you're here. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: so crazy, you know, when you really think about it, because you guys really were a whole era on TikTok. Like, if you think about the Bad Wiggies era, like you there's people that can go back and be like, oh my God, I remember that. I was literally going through your guys' videos um the other day, like prepping for the whole interview and everything. And it's so crazy because there's some videos that I can really remember be like oh my god i remember where i was because it was like a big thing at the moment there's videos you guys have with like 4.5 million likes not Mm -hmm. even views like that is so crazy so obviamente te mudas to la at 19 how was it like making that decision you know obviamente you live all your life in miami you go to la was the adjustment hard for you um, I think adjusting
2: to the change was really hard. Yeah. And also previous, because I believe when we fully moved out, it was when we had the content house. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, before that, I feel like I was already going. Something happened to me in yeah. Miami where I was like, I'm, I'm ready to leave. You know, I was really, really going through it. So then moving into a house with a bunch of people, um, mentally, I'm not going to lie, I was not doing well. Yeah. I was still adjusting to, like, living out in L.A. And, you know, it, it was it was hard in the beginning. It was really, really hard. But... I overcame it.
1: Like <laughs> I feel like especially because, you know, when you live with a lot of people, a lot of personalities and everyone doing, you know, the same thing you want to pursue, it gets a little difficult. Was it ever, like, hard for you? Was there ever moments where you're like, fuck, I want to move out of the house? Mm,
2: no. Um, I I always saw it as I was very grateful you know very very grateful I feel like it was a really really nice house and it was an opportunity I think just during that time if you can kind of tell when I'm going through it like it physically shows like you could really see and if you scroll back at the videos when I was in that house one the hate was horrible but also like physically I was not taking care of myself I was not looking my best like I was drinking to like cope with my problems it was that was just a very like tough Part of my life. I'm not gonna lie.
1: Yo, quiero saber un poquito más porque yo sé que no soy el único que se pregunta esto, pero todas tus seguidoras siempre te dan preguntando, Emily, cómo te van en amor? How is your love life? How is your dating life? Cuéntanos un poquito de eso. Are you currently dating, looking, or not interested? Okay, so I actually just had this conversation.
2: I was literally texting her like <clears throat> before I left because I've been single for I think it's been four years now, okay. five, but I've been also emotionally unavailable and I'm. Very aware of that and that's why I'm working on myself like etc etc but I have like dipped my toes into like dating and like talking to people and I realized I kind of ignore the red flags Like, I know they're there, you know, and I've ignored them. And with this recent guy that I actually, I was just texting him. We went out once, like, my friends met him. My friend met him, it was Madu, and she was like, he is so sweet. Like, you know, seemed like the sweetheart. I also thought he was very sweet. Bitch, let me know how I end up getting, like, a... What is it that they call those texts from another girl? It was like, hey, girlie. Like, oh, one of those, those. Hey,
1: girlies. Are you talking to X, Y, and Z? Yeah.
2: <gasps> and she basically tells me that one, she, he gave her an STD, and two, he's super, super toxic. Oh, but my she was like, gosh. girl, he comes off as very sweet, but I'm telling you, like, he is so toxic. And he gave me an STD. Thankfully, I don't have anything, but.
1: It's it's scary. When you find us out, do you text him back on us I'm done. I or what was I, we that for weren't you? we weren't anything serious. Like, you know, okay. we were just
2: texting. We hung out once. We did our thing and um I just, I texted him just like a part of the screenshot of the girl. Like I cut off the girl and I was like, hey, is this true? And sometimes no response is a response. So he didn't answer. And then from there I was like, okay. I got what I needed. Thank you so much.
1: That's crazy. You know, you say you ignored red flags. What are like those big red flags that now looking back, you're like, fuck, I ignored. But you wish you wouldn't ignore or you won't ignore in the future.
2: Well, that guy, he he came off as like perfect. Like Mm -hmm. he really didn't present any red flags like even my friend was like he seemed so sweet like he, you know so that's where i was like oh fuck like you really don't know what guys like, what are the red flags that i yeah, should
1: be looking for but yeah.
2: previous to that like the guys that i would talk to i feel like they would always present the red flags right away yeah. it's more so how they treat because they you have to set boundaries i feel yeah. like if you really want to date and that's something that i've always struggled with too so if you don't set boundaries you know typically they'll disrespect you and then you of get used to the disrespect, which is never good, yeah. and that's something that is a. I just take disrespect as a huge red flag. Like, if they disrespect women, like, see how they talk about like their family and like the women around them. Um, that's a huge way to like really, oh, also their friends. I think friends are huge, yeah, yeah, yeah. If their friends are not like. Good guys, then there's a possibility that he is he's not, not a good, good guy, guy too. Yeah. So I, I think friends take a huge part. Just how they talk about women too. Like just you have to listen. Like if they're always talking down on women, like girl, he
1: Like get esperati. Yeah. yeah, like if they talk like that about their mom, their sister, yeah, yeah. or women around them, like what can you expect for yourself? Exactly. Like they're definitely talking like down on you or like or they're gonna disrespect you like you said Mm -hmm. i feel like respect for sure and boundaries is like a big thing because i feel like a lot of people think it's normal to get disrespected a lot of women too you know Mm -hmm. think it's okay and you have to kind of as a woman be like no it's not okay this is a fucking generational curse that's been going on for so many years and it's like i'm gonna fucking end it here and i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. allow that disrespect so we talk about your red flags what's like the ideal man for you yo quiero saber like if on paper everything's so good what's like the ideal man for you
2: the ideal man for me i'd say again respect very family oriented as okay. well um also has like a thing of his own you know puts time into himself you know just because i feel like a lot of times when people get into relationships they kind of make their lives, like, one, but I also think it's good to have, like, your own separate thing going. So just have ambition, you know, really takes care of themselves, respectable. Cute. Like,
0: <laughs> like hot. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well... To but, add like six pack,
1: me. No, no, that's actually really good things that you're talking about, especially like the not having to mesh the the whole relationship and make it your whole thing, mm-hmm. because it is very important for our mental health to yeah. like have our own things going on for ourselves apart from the relationship. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I feel like if you make someone your whole world and it like comes to an end like you literally like it you're takes stuck. a toll on yeah. you
1: yeah and then you're like how the fuck do i get up now yeah like, i depended my whole life on exactly. one person and i feel like that's something that i feel like a lot of girls nowadays like make it their whole thing i've seen relationships where like their whole like personality you can say or just their whole world becomes their boyfriend or vice versa their man mm-hmm. becomes like the girl and that's where like a lot of the toxicness comes from because mm-hmm. it's like oh you can't even go with your friends anymore because your man's not letting oh, yeah. you and that's the that's when it gets that's crazy
2: scary that's another red flag too if they don't let you like go out with your friends oh and also like the way you dress too
1: those those are some yeah. big red flags have you ever had a guy kind of get intimidated by what you do
2: Intimidated I feel like yes I feel like they get A little disrespectful And that's where I'm like Hold on Because I'm I I'm a very, I am know how I am As yeah. a person And I'm a very nice person And when guys are just Randomly disrespectful to me I'm like I'll Honestly I'll put them In their place Because like, I don't like that yeah. Like I I feel like I've been Disrespected my whole life Like by just men in general like you know catcalling and yeah. stuff I got curves when I was very very young so and in Hialeah it's like the old men they're just they're not it like they're not, yeah, they, yeah. bro I was 13 getting catcalled so I've always yeah yeah it That's was disgusting, disgusting. Yeah, yeah yeah and up to then, like, I've been... Basically, feels like I've been sexualized, like, my whole life my just own. because I've had curves. But getting all that disrespect, obviously, it gets to a point where you're like, yeah, like, I- I'm done. Like, I don't want to you know? take it anymore. So anytime a guy disrespects me, I just I just put them in their place. Like, yeah. I can't anymore.
1: And that's great. And I feel like that's why, you know, you've been single for four years. Not because it's a bad thing, but because you've been able to put yourself first and be like, I'm not going to fucking tolerate that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So, obviamente, you've moved to L.A. And like you were saying earlier, I feel like... So especially when one moves from like one state to another you almost have to kind of create a new family you have to create your people you know and i feel like seeing now i feel like you've found your people but Mm -hmm. in that process you know we've seen you you know remove people from your life and as well as adding people from your Mm -hmm. life do you feel like right now when it comes to your circle to your people you feel like you're at a happy place if so why?
2: I feel like yes, I do feel a lot more happier and content. Like I said, since I am working on myself, I do still feel lonely sometimes. But it's a feeling, yeah. you know. Um, I think the people around me are, are great people. They've they've been friends like their whole life and. Uh, you know my roommate too like i met them all i think around this time okay maybe maybe a little longer but they're they're just great like you could tell great genuine people and it sucks that i have i've had to go through a lot of trial and error with friendships but i don't know i'm 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 happy with the people around me
1: now. yeah we talk about what you look in a man what do you look in friends In
2: friends loyalty again i listen to how people talk about like others, others you yeah. know like if you're close to someone and you're talking bad about them behind their back like you you probably do that to everyone like yeah. that's a huge red flag i literally like i just i'm very observant too so i'll listen to like what people are saying and i like i take notes i just i just listen and i i can kind of pick up on how people are just by the things
1: that they say and their actions too what are other red flags now in this new journey that you're going through that you avoid i think this comes more so with girl friendships okay
2: maybe just how do i even explain this let me like let me think about my past friendships with girls obviously i think sometimes girls friendships are kind of hard you know i think a huge huge red flag and this is for like the girls if you feel like they're making something a competition girl like leave like that is not your friend um yeah, uh, competition and just like little subtle like remarks yeah. on you also. Like jokes that are actually kind Shade. of shady. Yeah. Like pick up on that too. Like th- that means they're not they're not
1: your friend. Like, like they're literally throwing shit at you 24-7. You know, and able to have a great friendship, you have to be able to know what type of people you want around you you know yeah. because there's people that will let that slide and I feel like it's another type of disrespect but in a friendship level you know mm-hmm. so obviamente ahorita tenemos doing amazing things on your own but one thing I do want to talk about you know when we first started seeing you pop off and you know create this big you know empire that you've created for yourself we did see you you know rise to fame with the wiggies and you guys don't do a lot of videos together anymore was it hard for you as a creator to be like fuck now like to put in mind like fuck i can do this alone especially because you come from like making group content with the girls
2: so, I mean, I feel like I always kind of ended up doing my own content mm-hmm. sometimes. My own page, too. Definitely the transition of having, like, girls that I moved from to Miami, like, to me. Now just living alone with all my friends that I have now. Um, it was it was a little different in the beginning. But I just had to maneuver, like, what I like doing, what yeah. I don't like doing. And, yeah. I mean, I... I've, I feel like I'm I'm still doing great like on I my think own. you are
1: I feel like you are but I feel like like it, it must have been a little scary right when you guys yeah, were like fuck we're gonna stop doing the videos everyone kind of do your own thing were you kind of scared you're like fuck are people gonna love us the same way individually are they gonna maybe not keep up with me because we're not like the trio anymore yeah. was that scary
2: I think I don't think we ever had the conversation where like we're just gonna stop it now I think life things in life just came in the way and you know it just you it just know stopped. slowly stopped yeah But, um... I, I don't think we ever actually had that talk like yeah. any of us, but more so I was I was terrified like when I was but living in Miami, I just kept on asking for the signs. I was like, give me signs to like move yeah. back because it really didn't feel like it like didn't, didn't feel, feel like right. home no more. Yeah, no, it didn't feel like home. Even though my family's there, I just felt like I kind of outgrew the area. And your heart was somewhere else. I feel yeah. like, you know, your passion and your thrive was somewhere else. My friends were out here, too, yeah. and I was scared at first. But again, it was another risk me moving out here alone. Own and just yeah. doing things on my own now.
1: And I feel like you're doing amazing. You know what I mean? Like when I see your content now, I feel like I can take. Like I almost not that I forget because, like you know, we we all know where we come from. But I feel like you, are as an influencer, you've been doing such an amazing job. Where like you're able to stand alone. Like we're here with Emily. We're not here with one of the bad wiggies. And I feel like that's amazing because it's really hard to try to like disconnect your whole branding from what it once yeah. was to what it is now. And I feel like you're doing a great job manuring that manuring um <laughs> I <Manuring>. all <laughs> fucking poop <laughs> but you're doing a good job you know navigating that new brand that you want to yeah. create for yourself and I see all the growth thank
2: you thank you um, I mean people still call me the yeah. wiggies which honestly I don't mind I'm very grateful that's how I like mostly yeah.
1: came up but thank you obviamente being on social media well, you talked a little bit about the hate that you were getting back when you were at the casita yeah. I just feel like being on social media comes a lot with yeah haters um how do you deal with the hate that you get then now and that you'll continue getting for the rest of the time we're on social media yeah dude i feel like i've
2: always gotten like the most hate always um and in the beginning i feel like it really did take a toll on me and then over time you know you kind of get used to it you kind of start realizing that a lot of people that are leaving hate comments like that either one they're kids or two they're just not happy with them without like within themselves. And I saw this thing actually. It was like when people hate on you, usually you have something that they lack. Once I heard that, I think Julie actually told me about that. Um, I was like, okay, like it like kinda made you know? feel better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But recently I've actually gained a lot of weight all at once and I'm like I'm, you know, working yeah. on it and everything, but dude, like it's it's been kind of hard on me, I'm not gonna lie. But at the same time, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just whenever I feel like I'm I I can brush it off, but when I am like in a low mental state, yeah. I feel like it that's when it hurts. When I'm at my lowest and I read something for example about my I feel like I didn't really want to open up about this because I do feel like whenever you open up about something, the comments kind of like the haters kind of eat it up eat it and up, then they yeah. start throwing it at you. But one not a lot of comments get to me, but I feel like what gets to me the most is either one when someone's like painting me out to like be someone that i'm not or my body yeah. my body has always gotten to me and that's because i've always suffered like with my body and like yeah. just the way i've looked even when i was looking my best i still felt like i was bigger than what i actually yeah. was and a lot of people don't know this but i used to like eat like indulge in eating yeah. and just throw it up like right after oh, I, shit. that's okay. bu- it was bulimia and even, I think, I think it's been months since I've, like, actually thrown up my food. But, <clears throat> I've just always, I've always suffered with, yeah. like, you know, just my body and everything. And,
1: yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, from someone like like me, too. Like, I've grown on social. I've been doing this shit for almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy to think about it. And in those 10 years, I've always fluctuated. You know, I, I feel like I grew up, too, with not, I don't want to say, like, an eating disorder but I will want to say like I would always overeat even when I was full I would be like no me cabe, me cabe, me cabe. and that caused me to gain a lot of weight and I feel like the same thing that has happened to you like people have always like come at me for my weight I feel like one of those things that I've always gotten the most hate about has been my weight and mm-hmm. like you said we can easily brush it off put a face on like fuck the haters like they're just jealous or this. Yeah. this. but at the end of the day it does affect us does. how we view ourselves and it almost makes us it almost, like if we already feel shitty and we see these comments, it just validates the way we feel. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's I mean, for me it was very much like, oh shit, like I already feel fat, I feel fucking gross. Then I see these comments well, then I fucking must look gross. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It's almost like that uh, a thing in your head where it almost alters the way you view yourself, mm-hmm. and it's so sad. And I feel like a lot of people, even if you're not on social media, I feel like it's very important to really know that your weight, the way you look, does not really put a value on the person you are. It does and I feel not like define you as a person it either. Doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it really doesn't. And I feel like you're getting to a place where you're like... Fuck everyone. I know who I am. I Mm -hmm. love myself. And that's all that matters. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Truly. It's been a journey. It's been a big one.
1: It's very important for people at home to realize at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. you're human. You know, like, was there ever a moment where, like, all these hate comments have made you almost view yourself differently?
2: Oh, that's happened so many times. So, like, since the beginning, too. It's always whenever I'm, like the most vulnerable and sad and I'm going through it where it really really does hit and it make me less confident you know Uh, it'll take a toll on me but I I always come back up like I always mentally like push myself because at the end of the day these people don't know me they're hiding behind a screen
1: you know you talk to us about you know feeling lonely out here trying to work on yourself how does that make you feel like although you're doing it for like a positive outcome like you said it gets lonely yeah how's that going for you how's that journey dude okay so um it's been
2: it's been kind of rough Um, these past, I think, I think it's been like a month or two of me finally like putting my foot down and being like, okay, like I need to cut down on the drinking and cut down on the partying because at the end of the day, those are like coping mechanisms, but they're not good ones, you know? And even though it's fun in the moment, you end up feeling like shit Shit, after. So I finally put my foot down after years and I was like, okay, it's time to work on myself, time to better myself and become the best version of myself. And no one really talks about it but it's like i said it's a very lonely feeling very lonely road that you have to walk on i feel like for the longest i was you know my dad's an alcoholic and i feel like that kind of sometimes runs in the family i wouldn't say i was an alcoholic but i would find myself drinking to like numb the pain pain, or like my emotions and i've finally like learned how to control it and I'll do it like here and there like for a friend's birthday or like like casual casual you know like how people not
1: casual casual is like every day (laughs) every (laughs) like weekend like it's more um what is it called um like the occasion, occasional occasional yeah, drinking yeah, yeah, yeah. like here and
2: there like whenever I go out with my friends and that'll be like once yeah. a week of twice once, uh, yeah. once every two not twice which once every like two, two weeks. weeks you know I've gotten way better at that but <clears throat> for the longest it's I've basically just been sitting with my emotions now yeah. you know like I haven't been drinking, I haven't been doing anything. I used to vape too. And it's been very hard for me to quit as well. But I'm slowly like getting there. Like I haven't hit it in like a week or so. What? But it is hard though. Yeah. It's just I don't know how to explain it. It's just like the feeling of having to sit down and just feel everything that I've been avoiding for years it's been very very hard and I've been also just becoming more I guess I'd say aware of like situations that I've put myself in or I've been in where I've been like, like damn Emily like why did you do that yeah and but overall it's
1: just it's just been a learning process for me it's going to continue being a learning process you know I yeah. want to talk talk a little bit about you know you mentioned about that you were drinking so much before and mm-hmm. you've stopped and you feel like a lot of it has to do with your dad being an alcoholic you know I feel like myself too as an adult now I I grew up with my dad being super alcoholic even yeah. to this day you know um, to where I've where i feel like because of the alcoholism like it's almost affected our relationship Mm -hmm. or just any type of relationship you can have with anyone you know what i mean um and it's really sad you know and sometimes i'll see myself because like you said we live a life of like always partying influencers you guys be partying wednesday thursdays every day can be a lit day if you really think about it like there's events always going on there's always alcohol being the open bars bars. that's how they get you literally it's scary and there's been times you know recently more recently where i sit my ass down and i'm like bitch you've been drinking all halloween october is crazy yeah the holidays i feel like it might be the holidays but i also can't like Ignore it and just excuse it because it's the holidays. Yeah. There's days where I think back and I'm like, "Bitch, you're over here drinking hella," mm-hmm. and you grew up like hating your dad over it. Like you're almost becoming. So I feel like I'm also trying to get on that journey where I'm like, "Okay, I really need to sit my ass down." Mm-hmm. And if I'm using it to cope or not, which I feel like I'm going through a lot, but I I don't I don't want to say. I don't know if I'm using alcohol to cope. I feel like it's mm-hmm. more of like, I'm at a party, have yeah. fun, but I'm overdoing mm-hmm. it to where it might become a problem, mm-hmm. you know, because especially with my surgery there's a thing called transfer addiction yeah. where like instead of eating which was my addiction before my addiction now can be like alcohol and I'm very very aware of that but when you're out there having fun you fucking forget about that so there's times where I think back I'm like no I can't fucking it'd be a hypocrite of me to like go all my life judging my dad only to become him you know oh so my God. it's I scary feel that. and it, it's, it sucks especially as adults you're like we try to run away from things that we feel like we don't want our life, but it only takes us back to you- Have you
2: ever had moments where (laughs) this is so bad? Like, bro, I feel like I'm like my dad right now. Yeah, a lot of times.
1: Do you feel that way just with alcohol?
2: I feel like some other aspects too, where I'm like, dude, like, I feel like I'm, I I don't want to be like my dad out, but I feel like certain traits, I'm like, I I feel like I'm my dad, and that's where I'll change it. But definitely, I think I'm not fully putting all the blame on my dad for like the whole alcohol thing, but I will say. Probably the like slight like just drinking yeah. problems back then came from, from like that. yeah.
1: We almost I feel like we grew up as adults now. And I feel like we also like to it's okay to use it. I mean not that it's okay, but I feel like sometimes we like to use it as an excuse, like for mm-hmm. me, because it's like I used to always like blame my dad like alcoholic, like, fucking alcoholic, like, alcohol. I didn't yeah. drink until I was twenty one. Because of my dad I used to be that kid I'd be like I'm never gonna drink Ever ever And when I became 21 You know You like it It's fun You kind of yeah. almost Start being like Oh I get it Like it's a fun time But like you said Like we like to give The excuse of like Oh our parents Our parents But it's like Sometimes like you said It's okay to like Snap out of it And be like No bitch like, yeah. Maybe it did come from there But like We got to do better, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's hard. Even though you've gone through, you know, horrible experiences in your life, in these three years, we've seen you grow so much as well. What's something in these three years that you've accomplished or you've done that make you super proud of yourself and you feel like have contributed to the women you are today?
2: I think it's just me doing everything on my own. I've become very, these past three or four years, I feel like I've been very, very independent and... Again, like when it came to me being social, though I felt like I always relied on like my friends and stuff. But when it came to other things, like like for example, just you know, I started paying my bills, and when I was I I think when I was nineteen or no twenty, I started getting like my car, and then just my rent, everything. I'm just I'm very proud of myself in the sense where I've just. I'm an independent woman, you know? Like, I don't need to rely on anyone, really. And even when I first started working at the restaurant, I want... My mom told me, like, don't work me how Like, you know, I got you. Like, just go to college. And I was like, no. Like, I want to make my own money. You know, I've always been like that. Like, I, I love my parents and I love my family. I love my mom. I know she, like, tries supporting me in any way she can. But as soon as I got the opportunity to, like, you know, make my own mm-hmm. money, I, I took
1: it. It's hard to go from being dependent on other people. Like mm-hmm. you said, you were so used to your friends, like making you like get out of your comfort zone. But like, it takes so much to become independent and to really be like, you know what? I don't need anyone but myself to do anything I want in this life, you know? And I'm mm-hmm. happy for you that that's the route you're going through yeah. because it's hard. What's a piece of advice you can give to maybe girls or guys at home watching that are going through that same like journey as you are right now. Like doing everything yeah. and like independently. Independently.
2: Yeah, I mean I feel like it just overall it is rough and it's hard. I feel like a lot of times you're just gonna think like damn like I really am just doing it all on my own. But at the end of the day, just keep in mind that you're making yourself a stronger person. And at the it's the outcome is gonna be good. Like, yes, you're gonna go through some tough times, you know. It's hard not having my family out no. here either, but at the end of the day, you're always gonna come out a stronger person. Always.
1: So, yo quiero preguntarte, ¿en dónde te miras en los próximos años?
2: Where do you see yourself five in the years? next five years? Okay, so I'm about to be 23. Okay. So, I say five 28. years. 28, bitch. Yeah,
1: ooh. fuck. We're pushing 30. I'm like, yeah. five years, I'll be 30. <laughs> fuck,
2: that's crazy. Um, honestly, I think in the next... Ooh five years I'd probably like my late 20s hopefully I'm like finally settled down I'm in love you know I'm already like I've invested in a couple things you know I have a house I kind of want to start a family around that time like yeah I feel like that's a good time that's a good time yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like you've already like lived your life you've traveled you've had fun with your friends I, I really
1: do hope that, like that time, you're um, boot up, you know, yeah. wiped up, literally. Which yeah. I feel like you will. I'm so happy. en casita también les encantó este episodio. Before we get going, I just want to say thank you. You know, I know you were super nervous. Yeah. I was super nervous too. I'm all sudando, <laughs> but I'm really happy to have you here <laughs> thank because you. I got to meet you a little bit more and yeah. I know what people at home did too. Thank you for having me. No, thank I'm you for coming. también les encantó. If you guys want to go ahead and follow Emily, I'm gonna leave all her socials down below as well as. On the screen no se les olvide mí, so you guys won't miss any future episodes and with that being said thank you once again thank you thank you so much and thank fun. you guys so much for watching and we'll see you guys in the next one bye, bye guys yay
0: today's episode is brought to you by angie